Now, the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is July 22nd. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, what a day. What a, the major championship. Uh, it was just the last major of the year. Yeah, men's major. Last men's major of the year. Last round of the year. Last a sad. Last a melancholy to be doing this. You're disrespecting the senior open. They're playing four rounds next week. <laughs> and they got to go more than 54. It's a major. <laughs> They'll probably have two weeks off right after. <laughs> uh, great, great uh, open championship. Yeah, awesome What's open. What do you think? I uh, I thought it was I've good. Uh, what do you think? I got a bit of a got a bit of a hot take. The uh, wasn't a great year for uh, Sunday final rounds at the majors. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Like, I, I thought that this was... You disagree with that? Well, so I think I there's mean, the like... immediate thing is Tiger, right? Tiger winning is a story. But, like, that, that was that was the best Sunday by far. The play. This was not, like, particularly dramatic. The best moment, the best and most dramatic stretch of golf on a Sunday in a major was Brooks Kepka's first five holes at Pebble Beach, I would say. I, I, I just don't think... It was a strong year in terms of Sundays at the major. Of course, Tiger winning is a separate and amazing and incredible story. And like everything that happened from like, you know, the 12th hole in was awesome. But like, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know that there was like a ton of it was a strong year in terms of that play down the stretch. Yeah, I don't think we had any like where we had like an epic back and forth. Obviously, yeah. I think this one is going to be drastically underrated. People. I think so. It's tricky because I thought this golf course did a wonderful job identifying who was playing the best golf, and yeah, and it was the guy that won deserved to win, and he won by a lot because he played better than everybody else. And to me, that's like a really good championship. Is that like in some ways we we shouldn't get eight guys that have a chance to win with four holes to go in a major that just shouldn't happen. I gotcha. That, that's kind of been a, a, a theorem or a maxim of your philosophy for, for a while. Now. Like there was no question but, who the best player this week was. Even, I mean, Brooks said it afterwards. He's like, I, I couldn't have won this. I, like I wasn't going to win this yeah. week, you know? Yeah. And I think yep. Garrett Woodland did that a little bit at the U S open too. Yep. Yep. Why? So wait, why do you think it'll be underrated? Because like people just will be like, "Oh, that was a boring Sunday." Okay. But it was, you know, like as a great championship because the guy that won that should have won won. Yeah. 
I, I like I love Lowry as a Lowry as a champion. I mean, I think he's a great story. He's a good character. Like golf doesn't have enough of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, you know, uh, I just remember like him at the Honda Classic cursing really loudly. I don't know if you remember that he hit it in the water at one of those bear trap holes. And uh, like the la- <laughs> they have, <laughs> you know, they have like those holes like so mic'd up and they got everything going. Yeah. It's all your fucking idiot. Like just <laughs> screams it as it's like miles, like in the middle of the lake. And Gary Cook's like, whoa, sorry, fellas. We apologize for what you hear. And he tweeted out afterwards. He's like, so I said a bad word. Shoot me. Like, it's just the opposite. He's just he's a fun, good character. And it goes beyond just, you know, the tubby Irishman who, you know, probably likes to have a beer. But uh, I think he's just a, a character with some some real personality. And he showed that after the win, talking about how, like, he was lost last year, like completely lost, crying in his car. At yeah. the open at Carnoustie, he's like, like, I hated golf. Golf hated me. I didn't know, you know, he fired his caddy in between the rounds. And here he is now, like, he's shooting 63 and then, you know, playing in some of the hardest conditions of the week. And not like, what, what was the tightest it got today? Four? Yeah, four. And that was like the first hole, maybe for a stretch on the back. It could, have been, it. It could have been really tight if uh, someone had made short putts. Who's that? Westy. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Westy West, had no chance. He started, what did he start, eight back? You know, at one point he would have been like three back if he just didn't miss the kick-ins. He missed like four putts inside of five feet today. One was inside of two feet, what did you <laughs> yeah. say? But it was funny. I was texting with a, a buddy who's uh, in the golf business, and, uh, and he was like, it, it was after the first Westy missed on one. And yeah. he goes, oh, man, Westy. And I go, you know, I, you know, he had a couple bottles of wine last night and <laughs> probably a big steak. And, you know, this is this could be a really bad morning. And, and, and he's like, well, you know, Lowry had did the same thing, but with Guinness, you know, and that's like one of the great things about Lowry. It's like, yeah. you know, he was just like out having a good time last night, probably. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, he probably had trouble sleeping. Like, it's like. I feel like he's a guy that probably was just like hanging out with his buddies. Yeah. And, and he's also candid about it. He's like, listen, I know like I I hate when like people, these guys, it's in every sport. Uh, it's not just golfers. It's like, oh, it's just another game. Just taking it one game at a time or like, you know, it's just, it's just we're just going to play my normal thing. Like Lowry's been very candid about that. He was candid about it Friday night. So he's like, look, I'm really thinking about winning the freaking cleric jug. Like I'm going to be thinking about that the whole time. I'm on top of the leaderboard. I'm going to go out Friday. I'm going to have a no- normal night, but I'm going to be thinking about winning the Claret Jug. And I woke. And then he said today, I woke up Sunday. I was like, I didn't know if I, I, I didn't, I, you know, I was doubting if I had what it takes, if I had what it takes to be a major ch- champion. Like he just comes out and says it. And then, you know, he hits that kind of low, <laughs> low hook on one that kind of never got, you know, more than 15 feet off the ground. And he got a little. <laughs> We saw signs of that this week, you know. With, he drove it kinda... horrible all day. <laughs> yeah. He was, I mean, it was I, like that was the thing is like people are like it wasn't interesting. I was like, I mean, the guy was not in control. He was like in control, but not in control. It was just that nobody. It was so tough that nobody could put pressure on him, you know. Right. And he yeah. he hit every every time he needed to do something, he did it. I think I. Uh, 
overdo like the whole symbolism of an Irish person winning at an Irish uh, Irish venue. But I thought the scenes were really cool. I mean, the Open always delivers on like the Sunday walking up the 18th. Um, it's a perfectly executed and well done and well run championship. And I think all of that is kind of symbolized by how it how they do the whole scene at the 18th. Um, and yeah, Larry, it's just, it was still fun to watch. I'm not suggesting it was boring. I, I, it's just, I enjoyed watching him play every hole all the way in. I never got, I never like lost the plot for me. So, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was frustrated with Fleetwood on, uh, 14. He what do you really think of, butchered oh, that hole. Azinger like, was crushing him and his caddy bo- for that. It was bad. That was, I mean, but it's like, that's major. It's hard. I mean, but he really played that hole badly, but there's a John, John Huggin wrote a really good Lowry story and it has just this, read that. Yeah. It's it has, great. Has this great story about when Pete Cowan uh, came. So uh, Pete Cowan, like, I guess, uh, you know, a little backstory on the story in here, I guess uh, Irish, the Irish golf union, like the, you know, the, the golf Ireland, which yeah. like, develops their young stars, like basically like had Cowan come out just to, because they like wanted to be a firm that Rory was going to be a superstar. So like they yeah. arranged to have Cowan come out to their like Irish boys team and watch uh, Rory to tell them what they knew, which was uh, Rory's un- unreal. And yeah. like when they were like, what do you think? He was like, well, Rory's great, but he's like, but she got another one. And they were, they're like, wait, what? <laughs> and, and, and he goes, he goes, but there's a, there's another good one out there. The little fat lad with the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Jane Lowry. So pretty cool. The little, the little fat lad with the glasses. What a description. Because <laughs> Pete Cowan's like a deadpan, like just says everything matter of factly, right? No, it doesn't, like no, never moves a muscle. He's like the little fat lad with the glasses over there. So that's yeah. fantastic story. And, I, then, and then you know something I was thinking about last night. I texted you about this, like so the fact that Lowry didn't get it done at the U.S. Open at Oakmont when he had a four shot lead. Like right. it was, it was kind of late last night and I was just thinking about it. I was like, he's got a four shot lead again in a major, like that, that four shot lead just kills. If you don't close that out, that's like gut wrenching, you know? And typically yeah. in golf, when you go through like these tragic moments, like where yeah. the wheels just come off, I feel like the next time you're in the situation, you almost always succeed. Yeah. And yeah. uh, that's what happened with Lowry. Yeah. And, and kind of in conjunction with that, in terms of like getting your, taking your punches and stuff like that. He, he talked about like he and Roy are the same age more or less. And they grew up as they were like foursomes partners and things like that. He's like, I, and this is in the Huggins story too. I think these quotes, he's like, I got to play with a superstar, like every like amateur event, all these like things that normally, you know, guys are just playing with their friends and family watching. Like I had like real crowds and real media following me because I was playing with Rory. And that got me used to stuff like when I was going to win, when I won the Irish Open as a 19 year old, like I was used to having crowds. I was used to having like media following. I was used to there being their interest. Now, they weren't all there to see me, but like that, those are reps that I, that I kind of, you know, prep me for playing professional golf. And like you said, with the Oakmont thing, 
um, like yeah. taking that kick to the nuts. Well, it, and so he talked about it. Um, he said, I feel like I should have won the U.S. Open, but there are plenty of top players who have led big events with 18 holes to play and have not won. Yeah. So sure. I'm hardly unique in that. And this was from last year. I just wasn't aggressive enough on Sunday. I had played three rounds of world number one golf, which is exactly what he did this, this week. You know, right. three rounds three. without a question, best player in the field. And on the last day, I made a good par at the first. Then at the second, a par four I could have driven, I laid up. I was trying to maintain my lead instead of trying to win the tournament. When I am in that position again, I will go out there to win instead of protecting my lead. And, like, it's what the guy did today. He played, of that, stuff. Of that last, of the last six groups, only Finau played a better round than him. That's amazing. I thought I thought it was dicey. Uh, Fleetwood stuffed it, you know, hit a great shot on number one uh, to kind of save, but close to the pin center. And I thought we were going to, I don't know. I thought it was going to go from four to two real fast. And, and it would, you know, in those scoring holes, those first five, six Fleetwood would have caught him, but no, never happened. If, if, you know, here's something, if, if um if you would have just put an average putter in Lee Westwood's shoes today, he would have shot sixty seven. <laughs> Guy was sure a stripe that? show today. You want to talk about Westy? No, I don't. I, I guess I, I whatever. I mean, we gotta get we gotta get a bigger house next year. The Bixby house has got to have a third bedroom, fourth bedroom. I know he's going back, baby. It needs to be the UPS house. <laughs> I sent. I, I extended an olive branch today. I don't think they they didn't. They haven't replied yet. To what UPS? Yeah, I said. Oh I said, dear UPS, how do I join these fine gentlemen <laughs> on, on Team Big Brown? <laughs> So uh, he did it. He stayed. That was the game within the game. You were all fired up about. It just there didn't feel been, good. <laughs> might have been a lot of yips. I mean, Azinger's using the word. That's the yips right there. Uh, there, but it wasn't pretty. But he's going back. How about him talking about it? Like as Kepka's coming in, he's like, "I never wish ill upon another human, but uh, I missed Augusta the last couple of years, and I would really like to go back. And I hope Brooksy just makes like a bar." Do you so. see that putt he hit on eighteen that didn't go in? Who? Kepka? West Westy. West no. Oh, he he had like a thirty footer that like <laughs> hit the top the top edge of the cup and just soft lipped out. And it was just like, how does that not go in? Like this guy is just cursed. You know what one of the funny things was that I saw? Uh I think Ryan Lavner tweeted about it too. It's like so he's got his girlfriend with the bag, fiance now. I didn't know they were engaged. I didn't and know. And it's that. like I better send him a congratulatory note. Somebody referred to her as fiance. I think somebody on the broadcast called her his fiance. But it's like pissing, as they say. It's pissing down rain. So like he just takes the umbrella from her and leaves her out to just getting the crushed by the, the wind or rain. Like it's kind of an odd dynamic, no? I mean I guess he didn't have a rain jacket. Do you that see that? He's in his little vest. <laughs> He's and, get, and start the monsoon. Yeah. But hey, you know, nobody stri- nobody hit it better through that rain than Westy. He hit he hit all but one I feel fairway like that's today. A, subject- a subjective determination. He hit all but one fairway today. I I gotcha. I gotcha. What'd you think of the conditions? 
They were really hard. Did you like it? Did you like seeing it that way? I mean, I, w- I liked it having it one day. I think like if it wouldn't have been rainy, it would have been better. I think rain is sure. always like, sure, kind of stinks. Like, you know, like it's just, you just want wind. You want yeah. wind because I think rain. What rain does is it it takes some of the the birdies out of it. Like it just adds one extra thing, and then you got, you got guys playing in rain suits, and that it, it's just. You it's know, more of a nuisance than like a a yeah. real like part of the setup. Yeah, like setup. and and the course gets a little softer from it. You know, it would have been really cool if we had gotten like that twenty twenty five mile an hour wind all week. Right. Maybe right. like fifteen to twenty mile an hour wind would have been awesome all week. But it it was it was just awesome that we got one day of wind because we haven't seen we hadn't seen wind all week. Right. So. Right. I, I like it. Yeah, I love the way it's set up. I, I think like getting just getting that element. I don't know if I wanted it at, there at the end late on Sunday just because I mean, it prevented any kind of real challengers, which is whatever. That's fine. It would have been nice if it was like a, a Saturday challenge, a well, Saturday but condition. It, like, but. it showed who couldn't who was a joker, you know, like that's the thing is that maybe I. <laughs> 87 not, who was a joker even, like oh, who Spieth. showed it spieth oh all right the duct tape duct tape was not ready <laughs> to go for windy conditions that's true like it was a, it was a smoke and mirror show up to, to date you know he was six over 77 and i Sunday. think i think like that's the thing it does it's like that wind just really you can't play that golf course well if you're not playing it, if you're not hitting it really well and it's windy like that. How about Rose? Eight over 79. See, he, I, he said himself at, he said himself at Pebble that his, his game was, he was not hitting it well. Yeah. I, I mean, it, see, it's a perfect example. He said he, it, everybody was like, oh, he's putted so well this week. Same thing he did at Pebble. How about, yeah. how about Ricky? So, pretty uh, strong argument. Well, it's either a strong, <laughs> It's an argument for either not having internal out of bounds or it's an argument for your crackpot theory that there should be no fans media on the golf course. Number one, the ball is staying in bounds. It hits uh, some, you know, unsuspecting dopey media member bounces OP. You know, you know what? It's a shit break. You know, though, what he didn't do? What? He didn't yell for. Yeah, but didn't a lot of people up on the tee yell it? I don't know. He didn't, so, he didn't yell you, it though. You think he got his just just desserts by not yelling four? I, if we called up Bob McIntyre, I wonder what he'd say. <laughs> uh, what I mean, it was just uh, it was classic Ricky, right? Uh, I don't know. Shot he gets a T six, so it's it's not another T five finish at least. Um, that was a crappy break though. What? I, it's his eleventh top ten in a major. A bunch of people made the point that like you shouldn't have out of bounds where people can be standing also. Why? Because it's not out of bounds. Like if it's out of bounds, like it should be a boundary line where maybe you don't have it's somebody's property or or like the road or it's, like, it's the spectator's property. <laughs> Except the guy was inside the boundary line. The what who it hit was inside the boundary line. Right? It was this I don't think that hitting him helped. Or I think it actually helped him. 
Why? Because then he had three birdies in a row afterwards. I think it. I think it was. It was going out of bounds regardless. No, it wasn't. They said it was bouncing back towards the fairway. I mean, the TV guys were probably being generous, and, and I don't know. That's what corporate America wants you to think, because they've bet on 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 Rick. <laughs> Corp- corporate America, getting them involved. Uh, what, what did you make of his day? I mean, it's kind of what we expected. Out in thirty-five, in in thirty-nine. Out in thirty-five with a with an out of bounds ball. With an OB ball. Put yeah. it, removed any chance of himself being in contention right on the first tee. Like, once yeah. he did that, he had no shot. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Nobody did anything. Nobody nobody ran at, uh, at Lowry. There was nobody. There was no one. Like, there, Fleetwood, Fleetwood kind of... He, he was had unimpressive. Yeah. What do you make of Fleetwood? Someone suggested he's becoming the European Ricky. What? what? That- it's a horrible take. <laughs> it's a little harsh, I would say. He's just really come into his own in the last, I don't know, two, three years. Like he, Winning he, race to Dubai's and things like that. But You got to be so good to contend in a major. I think that's what people like. I, I mean... Take Westy, for example. <laughs> okay. He's 46. <laughs> hey, you know how good he hit Take it? Take Westy, for example. You, I knew you were going there. Okay. But think about how, many, how, how clearly deficient he is in one of the skills of the game. Putting. But like he has the skills that you need to contend in a major. Like You have to hit it so good. Nobody's out there hitting it bad and, you know, and contending. Right, yeah, but okay. So, like yeah. Fleetwood, like that's the thing with golfers is like, there's only a couple of them are really good at everything, and it's so like I'm Brooks. Gonna, I'm gonna spin this around on you. You give Camp Champ shit all the time because all he can do is hit it, and then he doesn't. He sucks chipping the ball around the green, or, or wedges suck. He can't hit irons either. <laughs> well, is Westy? Is he? Is he the inverse of Camp Champ? All Westy can't do is putt. Well, that's a part of the game. If he can't putt, you can't just go around saying he's, you know, this legend. If he can't, if he's, you know, can't perform a critical part of area of the game. I think this is his, like, uh, I don't know, nineteenth top ten in a major now Some, for Westy. I, it was up there. Probably like his twelfth or thirteenth top five. How how are you even the guy got to the, how are you comparing Cameron Champ <laughs> to guy that guy that got to number one two different in two different decades? Just, just trying to wind you up a little bit. Uh, we'll see. If I just you know what, if Cameron Champ if Cameron is part of the game if Cameron Champ notches a T fourth at age forty six, you know what? I'll I'll take back all my Cam- Cameron Champ. Like, there's no way Cameron Champ's notching a T4 at age 46. But my point is, is that the guys that are at the top, like, no holes, really. Like, Fleetwood just didn't make putts. That's all that it, it is. He had a bad start on the greens. Well, that 14th hole was a poor decision-making. Yeah, it was bad. Right? I, I feel it, 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 he just wasn't patient. That's the thing. It's so hard to be patient in that moment. Right. 
Like, right. I don't even know what he was trying to do. He clearly was aiming right of the... Did he think he was going to hit, like, a 25-yard hook yeah. with the wedge? Oh, yeah, a draw, yeah. Like, out of I don't box. understand what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. He literally just aimed at the dune and hit it into it. I'm looking for... Uh, oh, my God. Current odds, Lee Westwood to win the Masters. 200-1. You want to guess? No, no it's got to be a 100. 100. One, 150 to 1. Oh, that's... Those are good odds. Are you gonna are you gonna go run to put money on him? I might have to get on a plane, <laughs> fly out to Vegas. <laughs> uh, Tiger's a favorite at whatever twelve to one. Westy, um, did, Westy should be. It should be like he should be like fifty to one. Yeah, what do I mean? He's back. He's I assume back. it's just put him on the board for a top ten. We'll see how close he gets after that. But. He's got he's got I think five top eight finishes in his last eight starts at Augusta. <laughs> Who are you most disappointed in on Sunday? You just talked about Fleetwood. Kepka starts with four bogeys. JB just whatever. He's <laughs> you know, a little part of me feels bad for JB. I feel bad for him. So like, I I I wrote today. I wrote this afternoon. It's like you know, whatever. He shot an eighty-seven. Brooks is kind of being a dick, but like changing the pace of play isn't going to take kindness, you know, like you need to be, there's going to take some open and harsh critiques, but like there are guys who are unrepentant and guys who are just not nice people from all, from all you gather, like JB is like, he's just kind of a doofus, right? He's just kind of this Kentucky bumpkin doofus. And yeah, he's harming the tour and harming his competitors by playing so slow. But like, I don't know. He's not like a, like, Sergio Garcia is an asshole. Like, he is an asshole. He's an irritant. Pat Reed, probably not a great guy. Like, they're Jason Day, unrepentant about playing slow, wants to play slow. Like, people are like, there are assholes out there. I, from all intents, from what you hear, JB is, like, just kind of a uh, aloof, kind of out there. I don't, I don't know he that he... He knows he plays slow, and he says, it's my right to play slow. Yeah. But... Yeah. But I just feel I kind of feel bad for him because like this is a guy he's obviously, you know, I'm number one not all over the pace car, you know? Yeah. But he's he's been through a lot. He had the brain thing. But yeah. like one of the things that I find amazing with JB is like he's really become a better golfer than what he was when he got on tour. Like he he's really vastly improved and he keeps improving. And like we see him, he like. You know, he's popped up in some majors and and he's not just a bomber, you know. He does yeah. have skills outside of just hitting the ball far. Clearly. And Clearly. uh yeah, it was a tough day for him though. I mean, well, listen. He's like missed every single cut since Riviera. Like his game, like he's been searching. So it was like kind of I don't know if it was 87 was in the works, but I mean the, the, this was talking about duct tape with speed. I, I don't know that he was like in perfect form you know who you know who it is then that i'm most disappointed about yeah matt kuchar relinquishing yeah shot <laughs> shot 79 today totally took a dump in the cup <laughs> so he's our monday dump in the cup award winner yeah he, he lost his spot cup. because he shot 79 he got <laughs> just just got nuked by the conditions well, uh, yeah. What was the worst round of the day besides JB? The, the, everybody was shooting 77, 78. 
Um, JB, God, he went from T67 T3rd. That's just kind of incredible. Kucher was the next worst par. round. At yeah, that's right. That's right. It's unbelievable. Wow. That was the highest round and final round in Open Championship history since 1967, I think, according to Justin. Is Ray. that right? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> so. I would say I, I thought Kepco was a little disappointing. Didn't you, hit it good. Do you think JB walked off the course? Do you think JB messed with him the first few holes? Well, I think that whole, you know, dog and pony show on the first tee couldn't have helped. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they announce his name, and he just stares blankly out the out at the first fairway for thirty seconds. Then he pulls the club. Then he tees it up. Then he does his little, you know, pendulum shit. And, and then he looks again, starts staring out at the great beyond. And then he hits. I, I started, I, I went back and timed it. Kepka, from the moment they finished saying his last name, the announcer, is 20, 23 seconds he hit. JB was 58 seconds. Double, more than double it for the, for the, you know, you, you're on, it's a tee shot, and it's the first tee. You're on the tee. You're just waiting to be announced. So, like, you've already had a couple minutes to get your act together. And, he, and then he yanks one 35 yards left out of bounds. And he's, then he changes clubs. He changes clubs for the, sec, for the provisional or the second tee ball and, and takes his time on that one. So I think Brooksy was just on tilt from that. He's like, oh, shit, here we go. Yeah. And that was it. So yeah, I mean, well, I I compared uh, home JB to the to Xavier McDaniel, the infamous Jordan stopper. Oh God, was that Xavier McDaniel? Yeah, yeah. Who else called? Everybody called themselves Jordan stopper. Anthony Mason was a big one too, and Did, like uh, Vernon Maxwell say that. No, or? no, Xavier McDaniel said, called himself the Jordan stopper. I know the media tried uh, to say Clyde Drexler would be that. Byron that, Russell that, from the that, Jazz. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, the uh, it, I mean the I'm not I can't be disappointed in Kepka because he did our did my did Westy the ultimate Just service. Solid. Yeah, yeah. making bogey on 17 coming in to, instead of instead of j- creating history he let he might have created bigger history. What's that mean? Instead of becoming the first player ever to finish in the top three of all four majors in the calendar year in the modern yeah. era, he yeah. allowed West, Westwood to win the 2020 Masters. <laughs> you think I think he's gonna win. He's got to. He's got to go get a long putter. <laughs> or one gotta, of those uh, arm locks. Do the McCarran thing and just keep an eye on the cameras, and then when the cameras go away, he just jams it into his chest. <laughs> I think he's got to go arm lock. He's got to go talk to Bryson. But the problem is he doesn't care. Like he has no. This is his old mantra. It's like I literally don't care anymore. What do you? So he's not working. He's not going to like start try to get like, you know, tear it down and you know start over with his putting. He doesn't care. So so it's the twelfth hole. It's a par five. You're you're in solo third in the in the open championship. You know, and y- you miss a two foot putt, you just blatantly yip it. What do you think it feels like after that? 
for Westy. I mean, I think he's just used to it. It's like, ah, well, there we go again. <laughs> Waddles around the other side of the hole. So, <laughs> and just taps it in. For anybody else, it just feels like you're naked and seen, I'm sure. But Westy just kind of waddles around to the other side. Like, oh, it's happened again. How am I? The way he started both days was just... <laughs> That's the stuff that hurts so much. Because <laughs> he draws you in. Yeah. yeah. But, but I'm just glad he got your master's berth. Yeah. So Kepka, holy crap. He's played 24 majors. He's got 10 top fives. 18 top 25s and 24 majors. It's kind of nuts. He like he, he, Pretty good. He, He's missed the cut only twice. I mean, we're going way back to like when he wasn't even a, you know, barely a pro. Yeah, would you shorten the time frame? Yeah, like if you cut it to yeah, twenty fifteen. It's just like in the top ten every time. Like if you take out his first appearance at every one of them, it it becomes way better. Like it's like essentially getting his sea legs. Is there any is it, what what could change where this stops this pace? I'm not saying he wins, but he's like a top. He like just book him for a top ten. Uh, you think that I I just I don't see how this is stopping. The, the four bogeys in a row today were kind of alarming, but like I just don't see like maybe maybe he's not maybe he's not gonna maybe he's like eight shots back, but it's still gonna be a top ten. Like I just don't yeah. see him. This kind is, of falling off. He's doing it the last two ones without his best stuff. And I don't think he had his best stuff at Augusta either. No. No, he he had lost all that weight. Remember? Yeah. It's like I'm just not myself. I need I need to gain weight. Get back. I don't know. Uh that might be something that we overrated with Tiger that got lost in the hysteria. Is what? that like Tiger played so well at Augusta and he beat like Brooks's B game by one. That's a spicy take. You put an asterisk next to it? I'm not, putting, I'm not putting an asterisk. You know, ESPN, <laughs> the body issue, asterisk, isn't going to hold up in court, I don't think. You want to know some good... Uh, a Hideki slow play penalty. That's a real asterisk, though. You want to know some good intel on Brooks? What? I mean, it's it's obvious now, but like... So they ask like these guys, the tour, the tour asks, they talk to these players, like, what, do you, what did you... Like about this year? What did you not like about this year? What do you want to do more of? What do you feel like we could do better? Like every single year, Brooks is, I guess he, all he says is like a body issue. I just want to be on the body. That's the only thing. You guys need to get me on the body issue. Like some people are like, oh, I'd like you guys to come to my charity event or like we need to do more social media around this or like set up the course this way. Brooks answer like last, like every year, I guess this has been like, Body issue. I need to be in the body issue. I think. I guess he's been obsessed with it. But I don't know why we're talking about this. But you set me down that path to provide that little. I think uh, intel from the tour. Um, I was shocked. I was disappointed in Brooksy. Four bogeys. That's all. So yeah, yeah it was rough. Rough right. start. It it wasn't the start I expected. All right. What would you grade uh, this open? From A to F overall. Um, I think from everything except for the dr- drama and golf, a drama with the golf, it, it was an A. So what does that mean? Course, 
course, set up, course, players who were involved. Yeah, yeah, like the story, the atmosphere, all that. Like, it, I enjoyed watching it at Royal Portrush. I thought there were a lot of great storylines. It was awesome going back to Ireland. I'd say the golf was like a B. But that's just because we didn't have somebody challenge late. But like at the same time, Shane Lowry was the best player in the field by a, a wide margin and won by a wide margin, which that's what it should be. Yeah, I would say I would say it's an A, but I'm like already in the tank for the Open. We already ex- explained this week how it's our favorite major. I, I think Portrush, it sounds like we're going to be back there in the next very soon. McDowell, Graham McDowell is whispering that he heard, you know, maybe within five years, five years from now. Seems Does like that seem gonna, right? Yeah, it seems like it's going to become a staple. Do you, think they should go, do you think they should go to other countries? There was like, that was a hot story at the start of the week. Like, could the RNA start going to other, more countries? Like where? No. I mean, I think like the easiest one, natural one they're Wales? saying is Ireland, South Ireland, somewhere. I don't know where, Lynch, places like that. Or you could go to, you go to County Down. That nah. doesn't sound like that can host a major. Uh, um, I, heard... I, I don't know where you go. Maybe, maybe you go to like, that what about goofy Wales? course in Bratislava with the 800-yard par 5. Um, so here's something I was Wales, thinking What's about. in Wales? Where would you go in Wales? Uh, Royal Porth Crawl. Porth Crawl. Yeah. Um, here's something I've been thinking about. And I have no, no statistical backing. I haven't done any research on this. Yeah. But is the, uh, does the Open yield a more international leaderboard? Yes. Yes. Well, it's just it's the world's major. It has a more international field to start with. Is it is it because of the field or is it because of the the drastically different style of play from America? I think it's style. Style. I think it's a combination of both. I, I think like you're starting with more international players to begin with, but it's it's absolutely the fact that the top of the leaderboard is always like just a bunch of different flags. Yeah, that's I what think I'm, style. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's okay. Style. Yeah. I think so, it's style. So like we have this international game and to me, it's kind of a shame that like our, our four biggest events, three of them are played in the American style of play of game. Like almost always. Yes. Like yes. to me, like that, that's a disservice to the game in a way. I, I mean, I agree. Well, this is a, yeah, this is an age-old or constant question. It's debate. just, I mean, like it's a shame that the PGA has to be in America because it's the professional golfers, golf golfers of America. You know, yeah. It's like because it would. It, I feel like it should be. There should be one in Australia, and like one that rotates between Australia and South Africa, or something like that. Because those are two very like golf historic countries. It would be prime time in the states. Would be great. Yeah, and like they have great golf courses that are drastically different style from America, right? Right. right. Because like so, I feel like the P- the PGA's problem is that it's just the U.S. U.S. Open, but with with PGA Tour conditions. <laughs> I mean, that's not inaccurate. Then it's just declared a major. TPC Harding Park. 
I mean, they're playing at a TPC course next year. It's a year. joke. L-U-P. Um, well, I, this is like an age-old question. Yeah. I mean, so do you think do you think the Open is the uh, most proper major for that reason? Well, not? I don't think I, – I think it's just it, – it just shows one end of the spectrum of the game. Like, this is the – Lynx Golf and the Open Championship is one edge of the spectrum. And right. I f- the other edge of the spectrum is is LUP land. <clears throat> right, which we'll see this week at the uh the swamp ass. They, the golf golf holes just laid in between Inatech office buildings, Inatech headquarters. Um they've got a they've got a FedEx uh a FedEx entrance to the facility. They do? I don't know. <laughs> You could sell me on that. Um, how disappointed are you that Kepka is number one in the FedEx Cup? I don't think it's going to be long. I, I foresee Kuchar taking it back over this week. So there's probably, what, like 75 players in the field this week? I see, A lot of guys aren't playing. Are they? I, I haven't heard a lot. Did you, see the, Russell no- did you see the Russell Knox transcript? No. What did it say? They asked him if he was going to play in Memphis. He goes, no, I got to go home and do laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. 64 confirmed. So there's 64 in the field. God, that's such a joke. The money that these guys are getting. Only 64 players. Um, No cut. 64 guys the week after a we're going to talk we're going to talk plenty about this but what do you think Kepka finishes of 64 at this event number one FedEx Cup guy. Tw- 27th oh god that's really generous I was going to say like 63rd no he, he's still he's still going <laughs> to play like half the field is going to suck you know what you don't think Poom Saskin isn't going to challenge him Aaron Rye Who's the, oh that's that guy that won three times or something the young guy yeah the young yeah. guy uh-huh. um, but yeah I mean uh, I don't know I could see uh see just a checked out uh, the bad thing is he can't he's got to play four rounds could see him play just I, I don't know finishing fifty fifth or something like that so. yeah but I mean the, so I guess yeah with this major uh, but my point is like we should have something in between. And it would also balance out the year so much better. It's not equitable to players who might be come up playing a different style, maybe aces at a different style. But like, that's the mo- that's modern golf. Like, I mean, that's what are... happened to uh, uh, Peter Thompson. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. if there was two majors and I... one of them was played at the Open, or one you know they had the Open and then they had an Australian major. Peter Thompson probably would have had 10 majors. To a certain extent, yeah, that's right. It's happening right now in America, though, too. The PGA Tour values certain skills. And if you're an American golfer that came up playing a certain way or you excel at certain skills, it's not useful. You're going to be a web player. I mean, this gets into the whole, goes down the rabbit hole. I'm getting a lot of intel about the difference. Well, we had a separate... uh, call about the driver thing that one was behind the paywall 50 minute call about the driver thing last night like it just it gets into pro golf clearly favors a certain kind of style 
and uh, the majors should be kind of held separately is what I'm saying. And, and there should be maybe another major that brings more styles into it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Edit? No, hey, you know, uh, Nosferatu? Yeah. He has a little OWGR update. You ready for this? I'm ready. Spieth, 37. Yeah. Willett, 58. Getting closer. <laughs> What's that little hand maneuver he did? The gap is Get, shrinking. Comp- compressing? Do you think by the end of the year, Willett's going to be ranked higher than Spieth? What a prop. Yeah. Yes. Because this is that old study. I mean, the Euro guys just pile up world ranking points in Q4 and the Americans don't play like they have their whole race to Dubai. They got the event in Turkey, uh, like all over the South Africa. Those Euro guys pile up the points in the fourth quarter of the year. So I would say that's a pretty fair proposal that will it will be ranked higher than speed. You want Which another? Nuts. You want another good one? Yeah. Westy, number fifty-two. I was about to ask, where's he at now? He he could be he could be a top forty player by the end of the year. Literally doesn't care. Doing other things doesn't you know plays, you know every now and then fifty-two pretty good. Lowry's seventeen. Okay. Lowry Lowry and and Fowler kind of have comparable careers now. What? What? Don't give me that. From really? highlights. Oh, Christ. From a high level. Well, the high level? Ricky hasn't won a major. That's the highest level. Yeah. He's had more moments in majors. Moments aren't trophies. Say we created a point system to evaluate players. Yeah. Like, how many points would you give a, a major win versus a a top five at a major? Versus a, a regular tour win? I, I Well, on the point system, I give, like, a major win 25, and I give a top five, like, half of that. 12. 12? Like that. That'd be 13. generous. See, Ricky would fucking be mopping up. Well, let's get into this. You want to get... This is another age-old debate. Like... Ricky is routinely what's a, what's beating a tour, like 140 guys. What's a tour? I, I say a top five in a major equals a win in, on a tour event. Okay. That's the, fine. You, you okay with that? Sure. So sure. They're, they're the same amount. Sure. And then what's it? So you're saying half of, half of a major win points. Uh, 10. I'll say 25 to 10 points. Something like that. And then, like, How's a that? second is, like, seconds. A, a couple half, more. A half yeah. of it. Sure. Half of it. What are we going? Where, yeah. Where are we going right Well, now? I'm just saying. Then Ricky's got a fuck ton of points. I understand. I mean, it is. Ricky takes a ton of shit because he pops up on the leaderboard, and he's always there, but he never wins. But, like, it's really fucking hard to consistently and constantly beat, you know, 85, 95% of these fields at almost every major, and he's doing it. Now, like his his conversion rate is woeful compared to people like players in the same kind of category set. But I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's, he takes a ton of crap. I, I don't know that like 
it's always fair. That's all. Do, I'll say. do, do you think the do you think this 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 Xander thing is the start of it? Oh God! You want to do this? We're gonna this this needs to be its own serial pod. Ten episodes, hour each. I mean, Send I think. To, uh, well, I think this is the thing that we're gonna remember most when we look back five years, ten years from now about this major is this is gonna be a monumental moment in in golf history. I think it's a huge, I am with you 100%. And it might be because we spun ourselves up for an hour last night talking about it. But I, after the podcast and after Xander talked to the press, you know, throwing PXG out there, throwing TaylorMade out there as failed drivers and things like that, I, I honestly couldn't stop thinking about it. Not, not just because of you getting me wound up, but I could not stop thinking about it for like six hours afterwards. This, I, I think you are... I don't think it's too tin, too crazy that this could be a moment that becomes a bigger thing. Um, I, I, I do you want to go into it? Why? No, no. I, this I, is, I, think I just think I think it's a little crazy that that just the current status quo is a little nutty. Just the lack of oversight and regulation. That's all. To, to me, there's all these giant moments in in sports happen. Yeah. You know. At like weird little things happen that start a big thing, and that's yeah. to me like this is everybody's trying to sweep it under the rug right now, but yep. it's not a, something that can be swept under the rug, especially if you're a, a player on tour that plays by the rules. Yep. Speaking of rules, what do you think of Ernie coming to the coming to the aid of Bobby Mack? I don't know if this is a rule per se, but it's a it's a do you see it's an they, unwritten rule. They, what did he say? He comes he's like just he comes, to be disqualified. Player. He said that. I think so. I think he I said didn't read guys, that part. guys that don't yell should be banned. Ernie comes swooping in to speak on the matter. I mean, an all-time great comes in and weighs in. Like <laughs> you know, like here's the what I think is really funny is like. Okay, uh, Kyle Stanley totally tried to like bully Bobby McIntyre. Like yeah. this is a young kid doesn't know I've, anything, and I've then been out like here a while. I've yeah, been yeah, the... like pulls the veteran card, and then yeah. some guy it, 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 he gets just basically like shit on by one of the all time <laughs> greatest golfers of all time, who's like who has he's not like this is not like Gary Player who's clearly lo- like lost yeah. a, lost a step or two like lost this is marbles yeah <laughs> this is this is like ernie yells completely completely sane just like oh yeah like if you don't yell for you should be banned <laughs> all right it's a lot of good moments uh what was your favorite moment of the week well it could be something silly could be something you know inspirational could be something technical what was your uh, your highlight of the week, or something that you may that may like kind of stick with you, stick with you the longest, something you enjoyed or, or bothered you? You know, I uh, I've been a very um, partial, like very partial golf viewer for the last few years. Like, I don't I don't really I'm not a fan of a lot of players. Yeah. And uh, this weekend, I I got to be I was like a fan again. I was really yeah. like, I felt my emotions like riding along with Westy and 
you know, I was like, just had my eyes on the tracker because he didn't get showed at all. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I just like yeah. every single hole, every putt. I and, and I haven't been a fan. I think that's one of golf's biggest struggles is like, it's hard to be a fan of a player. Like, how do you, why, why would you become a fan of some, like, you know, like there's no reason to be a fan of them. And like, this is, I'm a fan of Westy just because of like, as a kid, I like watching him golf, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's like, that was cool. Was getting back into that when you didn't know you ever would. Yeah. Have, have a chance. Yeah. I would say that is not abs- absolutely not just a bit for the pod. Like this whole, the Westy Island stuff is fun, but like, I didn't realize how like truly invested, like that's really you. Like you are really, really into Westy. The way you're texting, the way you talk to me, like, like it's, it's like rooting for the Cubs who haven't won in a hundred years. And like, it's game seven. Like you were, you were pulling your hair out. It's really invested. Yeah. I love Westy. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about you? What, what are you remembering? I don't know. Clark sucking down cigarettes at one thirty in the morning on Thursday. Maybe my takeaway. I don't know. There's a lot that happens. It's I, I just love it because there's 50 hours to consume. Um, I think I think Brooksy looking at his watch today, his make believe watch, bringing in the rules official. I, I, it could be a moment in time. If you have the number one player in the world shaming his colleagues, when you know the the tour, the RNA, all these these places aren't handing out penalties. Like the maybe one thing that does it is is the elite in the game shaming their colleagues into getting their ass in gear. That's a that's a great point. This week could be like the first stone for slow play, and um. Driver, driver, reform, driver reform, where, where all of a sudden we don't have uh, illegal drivers all over the place running around the tour. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that is. I think twenty twenty to twenty five percent of the tour is playing illegal drivers. Is my guess. Right. So you're going here, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. Think about it. Do you think there are equipment companies that are purposefully doing it? Or is I don't just, know. Are they just, I'm not going to make it, but I just... The I measurements would, just get out of whack, and all of a sudden it's illegal? Or They yeah. might get out of whack. I don't know how, but just because if four of 30 drivers tested. Yeah. Got dinged. Yeah. Four of yeah. 30, and they knew it was coming. There's already a smoking gun here. There's already a smoking gun here. And, ah. it's, that the, and it's that the PGA Tour doesn't test them. That's the smoking gun. Like that, that there is no, these should be being, te- these should be tested every round on the first tee, get the machine, figure it out, have it right. The smoking gun already exists. How, how much no do you testing. think one of these machines costs? I don't know. I don't know. But, but the fact that it doesn't exist is akin to just there being no steroid testing in the nineties in baseball. It's just it. It's bizarre. Like why? Why? When and a thing that is so impossible to to discern. You can look at a driver and you don't know whether it's legal or, or illegal from the outside. Usually, think it's, about biking. It's the Tour de France. Yeah, bikers are putting motors in the frame of their bikes to go <laughs> faster. Yeah. 
And they play they play for or they bike for a fraction of the money that was that was what? Is that the verb? I think they so. Bike. I think it's cycle. They ride, they ride, they ride. They ride. We they ride. ride. They ride for a fraction of the money that's at stake yep. week in, week out on the PGA yep. tour. Yep. You got companies making a lot of money, players making a lot of money. It's definitely an interesting interesting dynamic that there is absolutely completely no testing done on the pga tour of equipment so there might be testing but not real testing yes yes all right uh great major season fantastic uh we're recording this prior to the meth man's finish yeah we're gonna kind of double back on that figured we we'd get our open thoughts out there first we'll figure out you know web barbie we'll, we'll cover all the close shave america championship uh, later this week, he's six back right now. So, Math, yeah, heads. He's he's t t six, but six back. So All looks right. like just a good finish for Meth. Okay. All right. Uh, just want to say thank you to the listeners. This was a great uh, men's major season, I would say. You know, we did a lot. We did what eight pods in a row at the U.S. Open. We had the God. Bixby House of the Masters, which is a kind of a circus. PGA. We did the live live show in Manhattan at the Dratty headquarters yeah uh it was just a great year for the majors we will of course keep chugging plugging through right i mean that that's the value in this pod is is maybe not the majors week it's the you know the good news is i feel like our best work's ahead of us we've got we've got the net championship coming up (laughs) if you're a late listener just we had a lot more fun with things in, in October when we first launched and these random events in November, stuff like that. So majors year was a great experience. We had a blast, a lot of laughs and just appreciate all you guys uh, sending feedback, enjoying it, rating, reviewing, whatever that is. Like if you take any amount of time to listen to us, we, we are greatly uh, appreciative. So uh, congrats to Shane Lowry and we will uh, check in with you for the WGC Swamp Ass Invitational. Mm-hmm.